0: The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the huge show across Michigan, presented by Copper Craft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team, the Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of Blue Raspberry Lemonade. This special limited edition canned cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan presented by Coppercraft Distillery. So Michigan. It is hour number three on a Honolulu Blue Football Friday, presented by our friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Inside this hour, Tim May. He is a Buckeye and Big Ten insider. What are they saying about the Michigan sign stealing situation? We'll go to Columbus here in a few moments. Also, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com on the Lions and Raiders on Monday night. His huge opinions here in just about 20 minutes on this Honolulu Blue Football Friday. Let's go talk about the Michigan situation, Big Ten football, Ohio State, and what lies ahead for the Buckeyes and the rest of the conference. A lot of talk out there on Twitter. Everything is absolutely crazy right now uh, connected to Big Ten football. Tim May he is one of the best when it comes to knowing what's going on in Columbus and across college football in the Big Ten. He joins us on the Roast Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man?
2: extremely well, uh, Huge. I'm doing extremely
1: well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Uh, What's the Columbus area viewpoint right now on this Michigan sign-stealing drama?
2: You can imagine. I mean, um, that uh, it puts into at least question, you know, I don't know. you know, I think Michigan the last two years has had the better team when it came to the game. I mean, Ohio State even led the game last year at halftime and got beat, got smoked in the second half, uh, like uh, salmon. But uh, but the bottom line is, uh, it puts into question everything over the last couple of years from the from the standpoint of the integrity of the game. I mean, uh, things weren't necessarily on the up and up like uh, like you expect. I mean. Sign stealing is not, you know, I know y'all understand this. Sign stealing is not the deal. I mean, everybody steals signs during the games. I mean, uh, you know, you've got people sitting there trying to decode what's going on, what this arm movement means, what that arm movement means. Uh, the the problem here is setting up an elaborate system to where you actually skunk games uh, well before you played a team uh, to... To gain their signs and uh, and then uh, decipher them and then put them into your your pre-game preparation. That's basically against the rules. Not basically, it is against the rules uh, in terms of the NCAA, which did away with advanced scouting of games back in 1994. I know you know all of that, but that, but see, that's that's the uh, that's the egregious thing that has happened here. Now it's not the. Term sign stealing. Sign stealing is just the euphemism for what went on. It's more really tie, uh, sign stealing and deciphering and uh, being ready to uh, counter things when you see them in a game, but you have advanced notice of what those signs are.
1: So I want to ask you this, Tim, and from your perspective, with what you've read, what we've all seen and read, no evidence has been presented, but just really everybody says this is coming, this is coming. This is uh, what's happening right now uh, with the NCAA leaks or third-party investigations or Ohio State is behind uh, organizing the third-party investigation that day is trying to uh, have an alibi. Forget all the Twitter uh, storylines. Let's talk about what you think is just punishment. If everything that's been reported is true, which is very rare in today's society. If everything that has been reported connecting Michigan to the sign-stealing situation, what do you think is the max punishment and what would be the least amount of punishment that would be handed down either by the school, NCAA, Big Ten? I
2: have have not been able to wrap my head around that uh, because if I was Tony Petiti, for example... I would be polling my other athletic directors uh, in the conference other than Michigan. I would be polling them and getting a grasp on what they think is a proper punishment for this. Uh, And I think, in my opinion, it should be a quick punishment because there are games still to be played, and they have already – you know, basically been accused of using this information through the first, what, six, seven games of the season. Uh, you know, and here's the thing about it, Hugh, just, you know, everything stops at Joan. You know, the buck stops on Jim Harbaugh's desk, right? But it was also on the offensive and defensive coordinator's desk, at least, because that's who this guy's been standing next to on the sidelines, uh, you know, Mr. Stallions. Uh, so it's not just... You know whether or not you punish Jim Harbaugh, what do you do with the coaches who were clearly in on it? I mean, they were clearly in on it, based on what you know right now visual evidence. You know, everything is alleged now until things are proven. But I don't know. You know, uh, everything has been thrown out there. The way I understand, it, everybody keeps looking at Ohio State as the big uh, snitch, whatever you call it. I mean, uh, it looks like according to John Bacon and Johnny Bacon and other reports, it's actually a a former Michigan guy who turned them in, who turned state's evidence on this thing and has made it into what it is right now, which is a, uh, a well, I don't know if well-designed is the right term, but uh, an orchestrated, um, funded, by the way, funded attempt uh, to get to gain, not by skunking games of your future opponents ahead of time, which is against NCAA rules. So I would I would if I was Tony Petiti, I would like I said, I would canvass my athletic directors and think and ask what they think is the proper punishment here because it affects almost every team in the Big 10.
1: So what do you think though, just your casual, you know, sports opinion maker observation? What do you think if you are one of the ADs? So he's calling you, let's say you're Tim May uh, at Ohio State and there's a lot of a motion there with the rivalry with the Buckeyes and the yeah. Wolverines. What do you think would be fair punishment on the Mac side and the minimum?
2: Well, I think your head coach should be suspended. I don't mean for the games, you know, <laughs> I'm talking about to be suspended and, uh and, uh, for, for whatever term you deem is, is, is worth it. Maybe for the rest of the regular season, uh, you know, and maybe your coordinator should be suspended too because they were in on it. It based on the knowledge we know so far, just just the picture, the the pictures you can see of him standing next to, and in some places, uh, video evidence of him of him actually communicating with the offensive and defensive coordinators. Uh, I think it should be a serious punishment because it was a clear, a clear attempt, if in pre- fact it's proven, a clear attempt to circumvent a rule that's been in place since 1994, and uh, you know, thumbing your nose at that rule. I mean, is, there's no difference in you going and skunking the games and you sending surrogates to go skunk the games. It's the same thing, especially if you're using visual, uh, you know, uh, uh, video uh, help in that regard
1: because you know, I'm looking at Dan Wetzel in his post from last night. At least thus far, no evidence has emerged either implicating Harbaugh directly or showing he had knowledge of Michigan's alleged in-person scouting operation. Industry sources tell Yahoo Sports. But as one of my sports agent slash legal advisors, David Gregory, uh, said in studio that the law specifically state uh, that the head coach is in charge of everybody on his staff, and Connor Stallions yep. is on uh, his staff. I, I I don't think this is vacating wins. I don't believe it's uh, handing. No, I don't believe it's that. I don't uh, believe it's vacating wins. No. I believe suspensions. Here's the thing. Well, I agree. I agree. No, I'm saying I agree with you that if it's proven. Again, no, we are. No, I'm not. If, if it's I'm proven. I'm arguing with that. I'm right. not arguing with that. I'm arguing with the idea that, that
2: your offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator have this same guy standing next to them on the sidelines, and and you're the head coach, and you don't you don't notice that. I mean, you don't at least notice that and wonder, well, what's this guy, this uh, logistics guy, what's he doing standing next to you, Mister Offensive Coordinator, on the sidelines? Uh, oh, he's yeah,
1: standing next to Harbaugh though, too. If you look at uh, again, correct. those are games; those have been games I think I've seen at home. I have not. Again, all yeah. what's out there. And the one thing I've said Tell from me. the start, Tim. No, the one, one thing I'll just say here. The one thing yeah. I've said that with all this reporting, whether it's Wetzel, whether it's uh, Thamel, whoever it is, uh, Ross Dellinger, all the uh, all the national college football guys, yeah. I have to see the evidence before I then say, and I've said this, if everything's true that's out there right now, hardball needs to be suspended. I agree with that. The, the coordinators... You know, uh, those that were connected, if there's a paper trail or financial path. See, I, I believe we're the financial path in some of this reporting saying, you know, the spreadsheet that if there is money that Michigan football, University of Michigan Athletics, somebody connected to the university beyond stallions using his own money, funded this 15 grand, whatever was reported. Well, then, okay. and anybody who you're, you're an accomplice now. You're, you're in the. If that's that money
2: true, that came from somewhere. Is the right. bottom line. And Number two, yeah, I mean, you got to see the evidence. I agree, but you know, uh, these guys, you know, Pete Dam was one of the most connected guys ever in college football, and he's quoting straight from, for example, the evidence as as a couple of these other guys are these national writers. I mean, obviously, they're being, you know, they're being. Uh, given it, you know, uh, because somebody wants it out there. Number one, but number two, it's incredibly uh, detailed. You know the evidence that's come out, and uh, and it, you know, and it all, like you just said. I mean, you know, we found out with Ohio State and Urban Meyer in 2008 whether or not you're formally involved with something uh, doesn't doesn't uh, mean you shouldn't have known about what was going on inside your. Inside your uh, building. And uh, this, this was going on inside Michigan's football building, by all accounts.
1: One thing from Ross Dellinger, his report again uh, last night uh, TCU coaches learned from other staffs about Michigan's elaborate, and I think Ohio State was one of them, uh, yeah. about Michigan's elaborate sign stealing before the college football playoff semifinal. But then I kind of, I step back and say, okay, you watch TCU Surprise, Michigan. It was more, I think, Michigan's mistakes and poor play calling on their side than it was TCU. But in the second half, they annihilated TCU, and you're wondering where that play calling was uh, to begin. So I kind of step back on that and say, okay, I don't know if sign stealing made a difference and about changing signs, Tim. And you're a smart guy, and you've known everybody connected to the Big Ten for decades. I know of no high school team, I'll go that far, that doesn't change their signs every week because they don't want opponents to get them. And in high school in Michigan, you can scout and bring cameras to games if you're the other team. So you're telling me that a college will stay with the same signals all the time? The point The point, the point here is not about the sign stealing.
2: The point is the elaborate scheme I agree. by which allegedly... I agree. I agree. Michigan devised to try to get a heads up on scan on which is against NCAA rules. I'm with you that's, on that. That's what I mean, people still signs all the time. Number two, yeah, you're going to adjust when you've had a bad first half, you're gonna go back and re you know, rethink, well, wait a minute, we're getting some bad info here. This is not working out, let's just go to basics. You know, it's basically go to the default and play these guys' heads up and see what happens. I mean, you know, there are all kinds of examples. If you can say that is or isn't uh, a part of the game, but evidently uh, someone thought it was enough a part of the game to go to elaborate means to try to set up a a system to get those signs. Man, the first high school game I ever covered was Dyball High School. Excuse me, second game I ever covered was Dyball High School versus Corrigan High School in East Texas. And the quarterback came to the line and he saw the defense and I was covering the game from the sideline and he yells – tight end, look-in pass, tight end, look-in pass. So the whole defense knew it was coming, but he completed a a pass to the tight end on a look-in route. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like you you may still know what's coming, but you still got to stop it, as 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 Coach Prime said. But uh, the bottom line is that's not the problem. The problem is did you condone an elaborate scheme to get a heads up way ahead of time of signals used by teams and the reporting says that was definitely the case here. Now we'll see where the where the, up uh,
1: to May from Columbus joining us here on the huge show across Michigan talking about the sign stealing situation and the drama surrounding it and what are facts, uh, what are fiction, we don't know, but uh, the scheme uh, is, is a story, and I agree with you, Tim, on that, that anybody connected to this scheme, and if the scheme uh, is run by somebody on Harbaugh's staff, Harbaugh's the head coach will have to pay some sort of price. I think the more this is going on, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on a suspension if uh, evidence is presented uh, to Michigan and we'll see what they do. I mean, it's the bye week. you still got time next week. They gave him three games for this ridiculous cheeseburger thing. If they're going to do three games for that, would they set him down the rest of the year? Dude. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a question. Would they set him down the rest of the season and, like, next week announce that Harbaugh suspended with pay until this is all investigated?
2: Dude, you know, the cheeseburger thing was the euphemism for that whole story. Is anybody – you know, covering Michigan will tell you it wasn't about the cheeseburger. The cheeseburger was the laughing way for, uh, for Mich- some, some Michigan fans, et cetera, to uh, summarize what was, uh, you know, several things that happened there, including their head coach in the NCAA's uh, point of view not being forthcoming when asked about certain things that went on from a uh, recruiting standpoint during the COVID era, COVID uh, portion, et cetera. It wasn't about buying somebody a cheeseburger. It will, well, the cheeseburger
1: was one of the items, let's put it Yeah, down. but those oh. items, they, they were pretty that, – that was low-level of my book. It doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. What, got Jim Trestle, what got Jim Trestle in trouble was
2: not being as forthcoming as the NCAA wanted with him way back in 2010 or 2011, and he lost his job over it. Uh, not being forthcoming with the NCAA, that's their only – the NCAA cannot you know, put, uh, subpoena anybody. But you, you, when you sign on the dotted line that you're going to be a coach in NCAA and or be a player, when NCAA comes forward and asks you questions, questions about certain things, you are obligated to give them uh, an answer, a truthful answer, or you can be, in essence, suspended, et cetera. And uh, that's what we're talking about in that regard. But, you know, people call cheeseburger all they want. It's, you know, it was much more than a cheeseburger.
1: Yeah, but the forthcoming still, uh, you know, it still needs to go before the committee, and there's still, you know, who who is telling the truth here? Where Harbaugh yeah, said he couldn't recall. Together. I mean, that's still who out there, is that? right? Well, I mean that that it still hasn't been resolved in the NCAA. Right. Exactly, you know, the NIL thing—they'll let it go. Uh, NIL states a specific rule, but that's pay to play. And again, I'm not saying Harbaugh is innocent here. That I believe the three-game suspension was enough for what uh, everything I read connected to what the NCAA was upset with. That was more than enough, in my mind.
2: Yeah, games. he didn't miss – it was three – he couldn't be on the sidelines for three games. I mean, uh, it wasn't like a three-week deal or anything like that. That was, you know, uh, whatever. I don't want to get into all that. I mean, I'm just telling you, you know, I think the NCAA wanted more punishment than that. That was a self-imposed punishment. Uh, by the school, if I remember correctly, or that uh, Harbaugh agreed to, and uh, you know it is what it is at this point. It you, was still, yeah. it was still a mark. It was still a mark on uh, on the big tote board.
1: Do you think the NCAA or somebody out there with everything coming at Harbaugh uh, from uh, the first suspension, uh, the offseason last year to this? Do you think there's something personal? connected from the NCAA to Jim Harbaugh.
2: No, no, I mean, this this situation, somebody brought information forward to the NCAA about this particular situation that we're talking about now, um, and they're obligated to investigate it. And uh, you heard what Greg Schiano said, leaving the field at halftime, when Rutgers played at Michigan uh, several weeks ago, he left it, you know, the real nut of it, he left unsaid. But, and, you know, you've read the stories, uh, the suspicions about Michigan and uh, and knowing other teams' signs, et cetera, has been out there for a while, not just in the last two
1: weeks. So when does this end? Uh, do you think it ends... In season, does it end after the season? Does it end next summer? When, when do you think the sign stealing story is over?
2: Uh, the you know I I'm, I'm under the impression is, NCAA is a process and that process can't be necessarily hastened uh, one way or the other. But Tony Petiti, the you know commissioner of the Big Ten, I always like to be sitting in his shoes right now, but. Um, you know the Big Ten. I think he can act unilaterally, uh, but if, like I said earlier, if I was him, I would, I would have a, I would have a uh, convening of my at least athletic directors and see what they think, see what the proper punishment should be. If in fact it's proven to them, you know the NCAA is, you know, reportedly has been on Michigan's campus this this week uh, looking into these things. So they're taking it seriously, even though. Um, a lot of Michigan fans want to point fingers this, there, and the other. They ought to be pointing fingers at their own guy, as John U. Bacon pointed out. The, I think his name is Stapleton, if I remember the name correctly, and also ought to be pointing fingers at their own football um, staff for for it getting to this. So, uh, but I think you know, from what I understand, Petiti could possibly issue an injunction, if that's the right term. You know, almost any time he feels like it has risen. To that point
1: my final recap on this is that I, I can't believe Harbaugh and coaches would even bring a guy on staff uh, that would do that that's my first uh, thought on it second uh, I don't trust the NCAA I believe they have agendas and Stapleton is uh, connected uh, to the NCAA uh, they look one way on something, whether it's FBI wiretaps or name, image, and likeness, and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then they act uh, like they're the righteous police on smaller things uh, when it comes uh, to coaches and yeah. schools. And that's not just a Michigan thing. I'm talking a blanket statement on the NCAA. And I agree if what's been reported is true, and there is corroborating evidence that people see, not just yeah. what someone you know quotes as a source then I believe Harbaugh will be suspended. I do think with this second hit inside a season where Michigan is number two in the country, and when you look at college football, they have as good of a chance to win it all as any of the top teams, that Harbaugh will, they haven't given him the deal. Uh, He's had his pay cut in half. There hasn't been a lot of public support from people connected to the University of Michigan, and I'm talking inside Michigan. Uh, university property. I think this will be the time when, if the NFL job is out there and they look at what Harbaugh's done the last three years, that he will make that move. That will appease the NCAA. I think it will make some people happy behind closed doors at Michigan. And I and I don't think if, if the operation is validated, that it was widespread as reported, that there were... Uh, Targeted dates and finances uh, geared towards this. You can't have one coach stay behind if Harbaugh leaves. Nobody can be connected to that. You can't. Here's what you got to
2: keep in mind. Uh, This Stallions guy, you know, was not what was, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what the term you want to use. is. I'm just throwing it out there that this term was like a quality control guy or graduate assistant kind of guy connected with the program through 2021 and then Michigan made him a full-time staff member, meaning, you know, on the support staff in 2022, 2021 is when supposedly his fact fire, his uh, information gathering operation began. And uh, 2022 is when he became a full-time member uh, of the staff making what? 55, $57,000 a year, you know. Take that for what it's worth.
1: Do you think, Tim, just from what you've watched with Michigan, talent level, the last two games uh, where they have taken care of business, when you look at this team, do you believe that they have cheated to win?
3: Here's the question.
2: Do I believe that they needed to cheat to win?
1: No. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate the answer. I felt like I was, you know, we're in a Columbus courtroom. Tim, you're out of order. You're out of order. No, no, no,
2: really. I'm just saying.
1: I, I agree. I, I don't know. Why why even go down that road? Why even yeah. go
2: down that road? And not stealing signs. is the operation to steal signs. That's at, it's that question here.
1: No. no I, I, I say this. If I'm Bill Harbaugh and I'm in charge of a major program and I notice that, my God, our... Our logistics, our vulnerability expert knows everything about everybody. I would call him in and say, hey, I need to know how you get this done.
2: Yeah. Yeah, or, or if you see your offensive coordinator sitting there or defensive coordinator sitting there and this guy's whispering it or talking into their ear after signs are being conveyed from the other side of the field, you, you, you at least know who that guy is.
1: I agree. He's a, major I, part, why? he's a major part of your operation. For you, God's sake, you do not yeah. see any other. I, I've never, matter of fact, I'll state this, and I haven't seen every game or every sidelines. I've never seen a guy who's standing next to coaches who's there to tell them what the signals are.
2: Never. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not the question here. The question is, is the way this guy is is basically acquired the information, staff. right? Is whether well, this guy's spray on our staff, but he is clearly. In, uh he's clearly in their ear at critical times. And uh, he's definitely been on the sideline. He's got his little placard. Why? Hey, you know, mm. uh, I mean, that's the point. I mean, if I'm the head coach, I know who that guy is. I mean, I know who the guy is, you know, if I'm the head coach standing back by the water cooler.
1: So, you Why know. Why even go there? Why, you know what? I, I, I tell my kids, and I even say this to myself, once in a while in my life, is it worth it? Is it, before you do something, <laughs> Is it sure. worth it? You know, and yeah. I, I look at Harbaugh. He's the head coach, and as much as everybody wants to say lone wolf with Connor Stallions, if if he has this vast network, that was the phrase used when the story broke a little yeah. over a week ago. If there's that vast network, and and they were getting away with it, which usually, if you get away with something, you take it to the next level because no one's checking you, and yeah. and Harbaugh. You know, I get you didn't want to know, maybe, uh, but you're the boss. You're the main guy. It, I think if I was Harbaugh,
2: I'd be more concerned about the Michigan Manifesto. That's what I'd be concerned with.
1: Michigan Somebody's Manifesto. Man. Yeah, well, that this guy... Somebody's squatting out r- there, baby. Well, you know, you got, you got the former QB coach, Matt Weiss, FBI, an investigation on computers. I mean, this is yeah. like... Uh, What's next? Navy SEALs are coming in for special ops in Ann Arbor. Let me tell right?
2: you something. There's a whole lot of difference between the NCAA come
1: knocking at your door and the uh,
2: FBI coming.
1: No, at your door. not not too much difference because the FBI had wiretaps on self, the LSU coach, and Sean Miller, and none of those guys are in jail. Nobody. Hello, man. When they when, when, when they're looking for info, you you, you know you. Suspension is the least of your problems. Yeah, you, you know, with the FBI, but the FBI had wiretaps, and it took him six years of investigation. Well, and, and Bill Self, Bill Self, basically had a suspension. All right. Sometimes so sometimes you take what. Sometimes you take what you can get, man. Yeah, you know, I know. You, you watching up courtroom dramas just like I do. Well, and and I think part of this, uh, on our final thought on this, and Tim May from Columbus joining us on the Roastember Coffee Guest Line here on the Hield Show. Cross Michigan on a Honolulu Blue Friday, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Is that the the rules? So the punishment here, as my you know lawyer friend, sports agent, legal insider said a couple of days on the show. Yeah, it reads this is this this is this for you know away from home scouting all this, but it doesn't list punishment. So that becomes vague. NCAA right. doesn't like lawsuits. So that that gets into well, who, negotiable, who, right? Right. Who who drops the punishment, and and how much will it be? I I really think if all this is true, that's where we're at right now. What will be the end punishment? Just like we yeah. began this conversation.
2: Yeah, I mean it's got to be. We've got to be to that point in some regard, but uh, uh, because it, if if they in fact did get the you know, some of the computer uh, information involved, evidence, then they've got a lot of stuff already. Now what do you do with it? You know, that's the point. And, and the point is, you know, it's like you can bring people in to give their side of it, which I understand that's maybe what they're doing right now. Well, if you got, you know, their side of it, what more do you need, you know?
1: It will be crazy uh, how this plays out. It is crazy right now. And And now, though, with the sign system being removed, the Ohio State-Michigan game will have more of a rapid feel to it than ever before because now Ryan Day and Ohio State fans are like, wait a minute, maybe Michigan did cheat, and now we're going to get the game. It'll be straight up uh, to wrap up uh, the regular season. Tim, I appreciate your opinion. But but
2: keep this in mind, Huge. Once that game starts, both sides are going to be trying to figure out what the other other team is signaling in. That is not
1: going to change. <laughs> well, I know, mean, I, yeah, I know, I know it's the vast network. It's not the sign stealing because Urban Meyer said he had like what guys assigned uh, to follow everything Michigan did from video yeah, and stuff. Same way. Right. Michigan, same way. I know all the schools way. do it. I mean, they, they exactly. do. I mean, come exactly. on, Tim, you know, NCAA, why don't you just, you know, put the radios in the helmets. The coaches can cover their mouths or coordinators can when calling in plays. And you got a, a defensive helmet, an offensive helmet. You'll speed up the game instead of guys always stopping hey, it and checking twice, why right? Think, why do you think pro coaches, when they're standing on the sideline and they're calling it a play, they always hold each? That, that's what their I'm place saying. Place you can do that because
2: now you got people trying to read lips. That's not. That's my point. That's not the point of this. I know. It's,
1: it's a vast network that's against the rules. That's it. Right. Operation is more the word I would use Oh, operation, yeah. you want to use all those military operations with Connor Stallions well, the, guy was, the guy with the
2: Naval Academy, man, he's in the Marines I mean, you know, uh, I think that's suitable
1: Well, I uh, would say he did go, and God bless all who are appointed to our Naval Academy But the more oh, I yeah. look at what Connor Stallions has done I compare it to Gilligan's Island more than I do uh, the U.S. Yeah. Navy Alright, Timmy, I gotta run, no. thank you so much, my man You got it, Huge. All right, Tim May. Did I expect a very neutral opinion on the hardball situation from Columbus? No. And that's why I brought on Tim May, who is one of the top Ohio State and Big Ten insiders, joining us on a Honolulu Blue Friday presented by Coppercraft. Whether you're celebrating touchdowns or tailgating this weekend with family and friends or getting ready for the Lions on Monday night, This adult-crafted cocktail is legit. People are going crazy over it. Blue raspberry lemonade and vodka. Honolulu blue. With the Honolulu blue and silver cans from our friends at Coppercraft Distillery. Look for it at your local restaurant, pub, bar, or stores all across Michigan. And celebrate the game of football this weekend and even Monday night with a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft.
0: From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge.
1: It's time to go in the huddle. One, two,
4: three, top right! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions are coming off their worst performance of the Holmes-Campbell era, that 38-6 drubbing in Baltimore. The highlight of that outing, however, was the sun god, amon Ross St. Brown. The third-year receiver set a franchise mark with his 13-catch, 102-yard performance, which tied for the most 100-yard games produced by a Lion through the their first three seasons staying on the receiving end my guy josh reynolds continues his outstanding play this season per pro football focus reynolds has the highest passer rating when targeted with a minimum of 10 receptions this nfl season at 149 even with the poorest performance pff also has the lions offensive line ranked at number one headed into week number eight the lions are five and two and are currently in second place in the nfc trailing only the philadelphia eagles and tied with the san francisco 49ers
1: Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft
4: Distillery. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's Pumpkin Coin Toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for Pumpkin Coin Toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit suingyugocasino.com for complete rules and details.
0: You're listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back on a Honolulu Blue Friday presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is an adult crafted cocktail, blue raspberry, lemonade, vodka. Honolulu Blue and Silver Can, available at pubs, bars, restaurants, and stores all across Michigan. If you're 21 and up, enjoy it when you're celebrating a big touchdown or at a tailgate or even Monday night football. Speaking of Monday night football, let's go talk about the Lions and the Raiders. Monday night in downtown Detroit. Big game for the Lions after that egg they laid in Baltimore. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com Senior Calmness, he's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guess line. How you doing, my man?
3: Uh, that was a large, I'm surprised it came out.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> gosh. I, yeah, I know we see them. We watched it last year at Carolina, but then they came back and uh, delivered that game against the Packers. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup with the Raiders Monday night?
3: Look, I'd be worried about the Raiders. I but look, I'd be worried about anybody, obviously, because of what's at stake for the Detroit Lions and also for the Raiders. Work. they're three and four if they win a game. They're four and four and feeling pretty good about themselves heading home. You know, and, and, and in the race, maybe you know, in the in the AFC West, I mean, they may not stay that way, but at least for now, for the Detroit Lions, there's a big difference dude, between being winning this game and being six and two, losing it, and being five and three, and then have the maybe the. Minnesota Vikings within a game of year after really been leading from, from, from day one and all of a sudden tighten up the race like that. So there's a, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to consider and there's really a lot of pressure for everybody.
1: I think injuries uh, and again it's not an excuse but when you look at what the Lions have dealt with it is amazing that they're sitting at 5-2 and two right now with the chance at home Monday night to push it to 6-2 and two before the break but you know Montgomery you, you see him not in the lineup and the difference it brings to the Lions'
3: offense. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's, it's like Jair uh, Diggs has really done a good job, but but you're he doesn't do what Montgomery does, and Montgomery honestly doesn't do what what Dick, uh, Gibbs does either. But he, he, Montgomery gives you just that sledgehammer with speed, it really does going through going through the gaps, and and that, that's that's hard to replace. It's really an element that that, that really. It adds something to your offensive attack because you know you can get into play action with it, and really do some good things. And so, until he comes back, they're going to have a void there. And, and, and to me, in their offensive attack, now it doesn't mean that Gibbs can't help him. I think he's a really talented player and he's shown some good things, but he doesn't have that part in his in his repertoire.
1: You concerned about J-Mo?
3: No, not really. No, I look. He's a nice kid. He's... He, 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 He's approachable. You can talk to him. You can interview him. Look, it doesn't look good when you've got six targets in a game and no and no, no catches. I think he's got a, I think he's got a couple of things he's got to work on. One is catching the ball, which to me is the number one you know number one thing on the board when you're a wide receiver catch the ball. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't know if he's ever going to be a you know 100 catch guy with you know sticky hands and catch everything that comes his way. But with his speed and his and really, he's he's shown shown that, although that's paid off in, in touchdowns necessarily. But I think he's got a chance to, to make an impact with the Detroit Lions at some degree. Yeah, they'll need
1: an the impact of J Mo stretching the field Monday, Raiders, yeah, and the Lions, absolutely. Monday Night Football. You can follow everything Lions all year at DetroitLions.com. Mike O'Hara, senior columnist, insider. My man, always appreciate your time here on the Hughes Show across Michigan.
3: I uh, you Joyce.
1: Always happy to come on. All right, Michael Herod, check checking in on the Roastumber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber, they bring their beans up from Central America. They roast them here in Grand Rapids, served up for your home or business by delivery online at RoastUmber.com or look for Roast Umber Coffee uh, in your local stores. And they have the Nitro Cold Brew in a can, the ultimate wake-up drink any time of the day. No sugar or additives. Find out more at RoastUmber.com or look for RoastUmber in stores across Michigan.
0: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net
1: Huge here for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, if you're a fan of the Pistons or the NBA, the wait is over. Pro basketball is back this week. And the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with a huge offer. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can score $200 instantly. In bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA, win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start this season with an instant win. And also with the DraftKings parlays, everybody has a shot at even bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. New customers can get that $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on the NBA. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball turns.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back, wrapping up a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan. Nineteen radio stations strong for the one close to you. As I always say, go to thehugeShow.net. You also can listen to the free stream there weekdays at three, and on the iHeart app, search the Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Now, on Monday's broadcast, we'll bring you the latest if anything breaks over the weekend connected to Harbaugh, Michigan football. Connor Stallions and sign stealing. That will be Monday at 3. We'll also lead talking about the Lions and the Raiders on Monday night in downtown Detroit. Remember 24-7, you can always drop your huge opinions. Add a Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21 21- Thousand. That's the word HUGE to 21000. And thank you to our friends from Copper Craft Distillery for serving up Honolulu Blue and promoting it all day, every Friday on the HUGE show. If you're 21 and up, enjoy that Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka Adult Crafted Beverage when you're celebrating touchdowns, when you're tailgating, or when you're watching Monday Night Football, or even when... You're at the Lions games. Look for Honolulu Blue, your local pub, bar, restaurant, or store. If they don't have it, ask for it. It's fantastic. I didn't drink one before the Baltimore game. I've drank one before every other game. Coincidence? I don't think so. Like I said, 24-7, everything you need with this show is free and available at theHudeShow.net.
0: Big. Bad. Huge.